The Honourable Jeremy Malcolm, second son of the Earl of Kilburn, was the biggest catch of the season, the year of our Lord, 1818. It was true he had no title of his own, and was only a younger son, but his aunt on his mother's side had left him the bulk of her sizeable fortune and a large country house in Kent. He also had his considerable personal assets to recommend him. Only the most ambitious of young misses would overlook the handsome Mr. Malcolm in favour of the Marquis of Mumford, who was at least fifty and had no chin, just for the privilege of hearing herself called My Lady. For what woman would choose to be called My Lady when she might enjoy the sole honour of being called Malcolm's Lady? But it was beginning to look as if no woman was ever to enjoy that inestimable privilege. For, though he was by no means a hermit, and attended Almax along with various other balls, routs, and assemblies, Mr. Malcolm was earning a reputation as a trifler, a breaker of hearts, a destroyer of young ladies' dreams. Of what? Malcolm asked his friend Lord Cassidy, upon being told of the latest gossip concerning him. A destroyer of young ladies' dreams, Cassie told him, enunciating slowly and carefully. What rot, Malcolm replied, turning to survey the ballroom and one beautiful debutante in particular. Perhaps the gossips are correct. You paid very particular attentions to my cousin Julia and now have not been to call in over a week. Malcolm turned to look at his friend, one eyebrow raised. I escorted your cousin to the opera. Once. I did not pay her very particular attentions. What actually occurred is beside the point. It's what people say that matters. And when you did not call again, how did that make Julia look? She spent two whole days locked in her bedchamber because she did not want to face anyone. If that is typical of Miss Thistlewaite's behaviour, she has no cause to complain when people speak ill of her. Cassie did not reply, letting his silence on the subject speak for itself. He assumed a wounded expression, and, although Malcolm staunchly defended his friend, whenever it was remarked that Lord Cassidy closely resembled a hound, Malcolm could not deny the likeness was particularly strong when Cassie was sulking. I am sorry, Cassie, that your cousin has become the target of gossips. The large brown eyes continued to stare at him reproachfully. I did not set out to distress her, but neither am I going to propose marriage to a woman merely because I took her to the opera. No one said you had to, Cassie said. Perhaps not, but it is what they want. What are those dreams that I am accused of destroying? They are dreams of wedding the catch of the season, purely for the sake of my fortune and holdings. The only way I could fulfil the numerous expectations I have excited is to become a polygamist, if I even speak to a young lady, she is envisioning a trip down the aisle. So why not just choose some girl and make an end of it? His friend asked. Why do you think I am here tonight? I am very anxious to find a suitable bride. What's wrong with Julia? She's generally acknowledged to be a handsome girl, Cassie said, though he couldn't quite meet his friend's eyes. Julia had harangued Cassie into discovering what she'd done to earn his friend's displeasure. Cassie was trying to do his cousinly duty by suggesting Julia as a suitable bride, but he felt uncomfortable doing so. 
he knew better than anyone just how annoying she could be. Your cousin is handsome enough, Malcolm agreed, but she's not the girl for me. Why not? Cassie asked. I don't know, Malcolm said, shrugging his shoulders. She flutters her eyelashes too much. What? She flutters her eyelashes too much? That is the reason you did not call on her again? It was very distracting. I thought a few times she was dozing off. Once I thought she was about to swoon, so I grabbed her arm. That made her eyes open quickly enough. I think she believed her quivering eyelashes had incited me to make her an offer of marriage. Cassie just shook his head, those canine eyes of his expressing disappointment. Don't look at me like that, Cassie. That was not the only thing that decided me against Miss Thistlewaite. Malcolm reached into his waistcoat pocket and withdrew a piece of paper. He unfolded it while Cassie attempted to look at it over his shoulder. It appeared to Cassie to be a list of some kind. 